Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 12, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. This is part 33 of the series, and this is part five of the life of David. Let's get into the word. So I'm calling this word Standing on a Word from God, part 33. The title is Grace Opens the Door to Favor. If you listen to me, I teach a lot on faith. I teach a lot on grace. I teach a lot on favor, right? And so today I'm dealing with the fact that grace, the grace of God on your life will open the door to the favor of God. Let's get this. I'm getting this from 1 Samuel chapter 16. We spent the first four messages on David just dealing with the selection of David. Now that he was selected, I moved down to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 14 through 23. And so I'm going to summarize those verses for you in, in, in the word for this morning. So after the prophet Samuel left Jesse's house, life went back to normal, right? It was, it was kind of weird, you would think, because, you know, David was anointed to be the, the king of Israel. The spirit of the Lord was upon him with great power from that moment. So you would think, like I said, that, you know, that this prophet would just take David out of the house and take him to Saul and say, Saul, the, the Lord is no longer with thee. The spirit of God is on, thee. you know, something like that. But it didn't happen. And so David went right back to sheep. Everybody went right back to whatever they were doing. And although the spirit of the Lord, the grace of God was on David for national leadership, he had to then, and this is hard, go right back to doing what he was doing. I mean, and so when God reveals something to you that's huge, that's big, God tells you, he gives you a word. You go on a Sunday morning, you're in church and God drops a word in your spirit and you get so excited and you write it down and, and you're so excited you can't even go to sleep that night. And then guess what you have to do next morning? On Monday morning, you have to go right back to doing whatever you were doing. And so sometimes God reveals something to you that's so big that it's not going to happen for a while. And then, you know, the life of faith is I have to I have to deal with what I'm dealing with now. And you can't get so caught up in what God said that you can't focus on what you're doing right now, because if you don't maximize the season that you're in right now, you'll never get to the next season. So you have to make the most of where you are right now. You got things that you're learning right now that you're going to need in the next season, in the next stage, in the next level and in the next dimension of your life. So you need to maximize the season that you're in. David had to go right back to tend and sheep. His brothers went right back. Everybody went right back to normal. But since the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the, the, the grace of God was no longer on Saul for national leadership, Saul, the king, started to be tormented by an evil spirit. This caused him to fall into a state of depression and fear. And, and he was really messed up psychologically. So his servant said to Saul, listen, you need somebody to calm you down. Let us find a good musician to play a harp that whenever this tormenting spirit comes to trouble you, then we can have somebody to play a harp and, and you know, they'll calm you down and then you'll be well. And Saul said, oh, all right, fine. Find me somebody who can play the harp and then bring them here. And at that point or at this point in the story, if you don't know the story, you're probably looking at me like, Rick, man, you be going on some crazy tangents. What are you talking about? What is this? I mean, you, I thought we were talking about David. Now you're talking about a harp. See, this is why you got to read the Bible. This is why you need to know your Bible. David could play the harp. So, you know, it's, it's amazing when you read this. These are some good stories. So one of servants, uh, Saul's servants comes up to him during this moment, during this scene in the movie, right? And he says, you know, to, king, to the King Saul, he says, hey, listen, Mr. King, uh, one of Jesse's sons, there's a man named Jesse in Bethlehem, and one of his sons is actually talented to play the harp. Not only that, but he's a brave warrior. He's a man of war, and he has good judgment. He's also fine looking. He looks good. He's handsome, and 
The Lord is with him. I mean, are you crazy? How did all of that happen? Can you imagine that? In the moment that David went back to minding his own business, tending to the sheep, out there, like trying to process what in the world just happened. God anointed me to be the king, but now I'm out here doing what I was doing before. Had this crazy impromptu coronation ceremony. This, this strange man came to my house. He was a prophet from God. He pulls out oil from a horn, anoints me with oil. All of this crazy stuff happened. Fine, I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. And while he was, he goes back to doing what he was doing, unbeknownst to him, God set up a situation where the king needed a harp player and he was a harp player and then not only that one of the king's servants comes up to the king and says hey yeah there's a guy in Bethlehem named Jesse he has a son his name is David he plays the harp not only that but he's a warrior he's strong he's good looking he's handsome and the Lord is with him how in the world could this servant know all of that there's only one answer the answer is God God set it up God Set, if, this, if there was ever a setup, this is a setup. God set it up. So then the king says to the messenger, fine, go tell Jesse, send me your son David, the shepherd. That's it. I'm going to stop here for today. The king says to the servant, go to Bethlehem. Tell Jesse, send me your son David, the shepherd. David is out there tending his father's sheep, minding his own business, and the king has his name in his mouth. I mean, that is the favor of God that is a setup. So what does this mean to you today? On this Friday morning, as you seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. I have three things for you on this Friday morning. Here we go. Number one, open up your heart now to hear what God is saying. You ready? Here we go. Number one, grace will open doors for you that no man can close. And I say this all the time. I mean, the grace and the favor of God. So once the grace for national leadership was on David. He tried, I mean, like, you know, he went back to his normal life, but he really couldn't go back to his normal life, even if he tried to. When the grace of God is on you in a certain area, the grace of God will open doors for you that no man can close, will close doors for you that, that no man can open. And these are doors that you could not open or close by yourself. Things will happen for you, not because you did anything to earn them or deserve them. Things will happen for you simply because the grace of God is on you to do what he called you to do. Since God called you to your purpose, right? David was minding his own business. David like, look, I had nothing to do with this king business. I never said I wanted to be king. Lord, you said you wanted me to be king. And since God calls you to his purpose and not yours, then he is obligated to help you fulfill it. He is obligated. He will grace you. He will put his hand on you. He will put his grace on you to do. He will grace you internally to do what he's calling you to do, but then there's some other stuff that has to happen that's not you. There's some other stuff that has to happen externally, right? Other people have to make decisions for me to become who God called me to be, and I can't control that. I don't need to control it. There's somebody who can control it. His name is God, and he sits on the circle of the earth. So God will work through people and through circumstances externally to set you up in ways that you can never set yourself up anyway. God will move on people, touch their hearts, so that they will use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you could never help yourself. It's the grace of God. Number two, favor can do more in a minute than labor could do in a lifetime. I say this all the time. David could not have, listen, David was a shepherd boy. He was in Bethlehem, right? He was minding his own business. He was the eighth son of Jesse. He, he, he didn't even get called by his father or his brothers to be in the lineup when the prophet showed up. There's no way 
in the world that David could have worked himself up to be king. From shepherd to king, there's no path. There's no way to work yourself up from shepherd to king. He couldn't even work himself up out of his own house. But the favor of God, once the grace of God was on him to, for national leadership, the favor of God was in operation. And favor did more in a minute than labor could have ever done in a lifetime. See, the favor of God will bring you before great men. The favor of God will open doors for you. The favor of God will, will, will expose you, all right, it will illuminate you uh, in a way that you will get noticed and you will be brought before circumstances and situations that you could have never done on your own. Why? So that you can maximize your purpose and potential so that you can be the man and the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. Number three, and finally, I only have three points for you this morning. You can't earn grace. You can't earn favor, but you should appreciate both. You should live your life in appreciation of the goodness of God towards you. I am clearly, Rick Pina, a recipient of God's grace and a recipient of God's favor. I can never earn either of those, right? But I should be thankful for both. And, and, and the point, I'm making this point because you should be the same way. There's a certain level of grace on your life to do what God has called you to do. And the favor of God goes before you to do things that you can never do, you know, on your own. And you should be appreciative of both. You should thank God for his goodness. They're, they're, the proper response when God graces you to do what you can't do, the proper response when God favors you to experience something you could have never done on your own, the proper response, you know what your mama taught you, please and thank you. The proper response is to say thank you, to simply say thank you, Father, because I, I can never do that on my own. Every day for us should be a day of Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving is coming up in November, but as a believer, every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Every day, every day. You should enter every day with a spring in your step, with a smile on your face, with a song in your heart, and a praise on your lips. You should thank God continually. Every day of your life, you should give God praise for what he is doing, for what he has done, for what he called you to do. Sometimes you got to give God praise in advance for stuff that hasn't happened yet. You, praise him on credit. His credit is good. I mean, it's still going to happen. I'm saying you got to live your life with an attitude of gratitude when you're walking with God. David, how in the world could David ever get an audience with the king? Here's how it happened the favor of God, the grace of God. And what happened for David has happened for me, will happen for you. God will call you to do something and then he will set things in motion so that those things can come to pass in your life. That's the grace of God. That's the favor of God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. You open doors for me that no man can close. And you close doors for me that no man can open. You have graced me for my purpose. Your grace on my life favors me. Things happen for me all the time that I could not ha make happen for myself. You, you favor me. And your favor can do more in a minute than my labor can do in a lifetime. So thank you, Father, for your grace and favor. You bless me to do what I can, and you supernaturally do things for me that I cannot. Your grace and favor bring me before great men. And when I stand before them, your grace and favor enable me to say what I need to say and to receive what I need to receive and to grow how I need to grow 
so that I can be who I'm called to be. And for that, I will never cease to give you praise. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the right hand side of the website. There's a subscribe button. Get the messages. It's going to be a blessing to you. It's a Friday morning. So on Fridays, I'd like to remind you that there's an app. Go to any app store, search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries, and you'll be able to download the app. The app is free. Get the app. There's lots of content in the app. Also, there's a podcast. Go to iTunes, search for Rick Pina, and then you're going to see multiple podcasts. Go to the one that says uh, Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries Podcast. And there's just a bunch of free content. There are hundreds and hundreds of messages in there, and everything we share is free. We want to get the word in. In, through your eye gate and through your ear gate so it could get down in your heart so you could be changed into the word that you could see, hear, and understand. As you head into this Friday morning, as you head into this weekend, open up your heart to God's best. Open up your heart to God's grace and favor. Make sure you thank him. You give him praise for what he's doing in your life. And then do me a favor. Please share this message with someone that you know. Share this on your social media before you leave the screen. The Lord loves you, and so do I. God bless you.